The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. For Thunder Baseball, JJ throws a complete game shutout. Oh, and Kadri's an avalanche legend. All on an OT propelling, Stanley Cup smelling, throwback Thursday edition. Jake, let's go! Oh my goodness gracious! I am, that's right. What, what it, it do, do baby? You know, for my guys, it was just like any other game. Any other day. We get there early, some high fives, a couple secret handshakes. Let's do some soft toss. Let's get our pitchers thrown a little bit. Let's get a little field work in. But you know what? I still wasn't sure who to start yesterday in the World Series. Do I go Chase, who's been spectacular? Or do I go with the gritty, gutty JJ, who just always finds a way? Do you know what I have to say? I have to say with the coaches, with the coach dads, and we got about 10 of them, it was probably split down the middle. And rightfully so. Chase has been great. Sorelli and Grant. Don't forget about those guys. They throw as hard as anybody in the league. But JJ wanted it. Actually, JJ needed it. And I couldn't take the ball out of his hands. Broncos Super Bowl winners in the crowd. Radio legends Marcello Romano stops by to say hi. Youth baseball legend. They'll walk out on the bleachers and sit in short sleeve shirts in a perfect afternoon. They all were there. The moms, the grandmas. They found they had reserved seats somewhere along the baselines. Where when they were children, they cheered their heroes. They watched the game. And as if they were dripped in magic waters. The memories will be so thick, they'll have to brush them away from their faces. Come on, Danny, start the game. <laughs> they, they will come. JJ will pitch, Ray. JJ will pitch beautifully. You're broke, coach. Start chase now, or you'll lose everything. America has rolled on like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard and erased again. But baseball has marked the path, the, oh, damn it, the test of time. This field that JJ played on, this game, it's part of our past, Jake. It reminds us of all that was once good and can be again. 
Oh, J.J. will pitch, Ray. He will definitely throw four innings of shutout baseball, 10-run rule. Thunder baseball wins 11-0. Yeah! Are you kidding me? These kids, when I found them, they were what, Jake? They were worthless. They were nothing. We built them up despite their dads having not a drop of athletic ability. Most of them. Got my hands on them, molded them, built them up. And last night, our guys were the best. Jacob, Jacob Vincent, our leadoff, he's eight years old and like maybe one of the littlest guys in the league. Found him at a Highlands Ranch tryout last year. Another team was moving on and up. And their coach said, this kid's a vacuum at second. I had to sign him. I had to have him. Chase Siasto and JJ go back like throwbacks way back when they had the red and black lumberjack. He hit second for us. Incredible talent. Does everything. Is one of the best pitchers in the league and a really tough kid. Liam Sorelli. Oh, man. Oh, Liam. We once had four Liams. And do you know what? I was like, I can't do any more Liams. I had to immediately get rid of two Liams. Okay. Then, because this one was super rich, we let him stick around for a little bit, but then he had to go too. So we only stuck with one Liam. We got one Liam. That's Liam Sorelli. He's a great player. Jackson Williams hits fourth. Leads the league in RBI. Hits. His slugging is ridiculous. He's an incredible player. Uh, Eli Putes. Putes. P-U-E-T-Z. Putes. Or as a lefty, this kid's just got everything. He has got my best attitude. He's the sweetest kid. He's got the most respect of anybody. And that's why he's turned into one of our best little players. Uh, I go back to a right-hander um, and Cade. Who, man, he, this kid's emotional in a lot of ways. But he loves it, okay? And once he learns to harness and handle his emotions, he's uh, going to be as good as our best guys. Our best, best guys. I go back to a left-handed batter in Grant, you know. It's interesting, Grant. He's uh, he's a handful, but he's a ball player. He's really talented. I love his dad. He's great. The dad is great. I don't think the mom cares for me all that much, but um, I I don't, you know, we don't, the, the moms just had the kids and then they sit outside the fence and watch us play. The moms don't really have nothing to do with anything. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh, I go back to um, after my left-handed bat, Grant, I go to Nick Duncan, who was so confident yesterday, like he's never, ever been before, okay? JJ's like a tiny little bit older. I told you I had a cousin, Michael, who was like older than me. So he was just like older than me, a little bit older, and he was always like a little bit ahead. Nick's like closed the gap absolutely on all the guys yesterday and was an absolute hero. Nick was a stud. He lived up to everything he said yesterday and just jammed. He was great. Kane Meyer is an awesome kid. We found him at a party, came up to me a couple years ago. and was like, hey, I heard you're the baseball coach. And I was like, yeah, what of it? You got some demo tape resume? What's your dad look like? Let me talk to him. And now a couple years later, he's a mainstay. He's a great kid. I love this kid. Princeton Sanders, uh, when he came, I don't know who taught him what he learned. 
he came off, you know, was complaining like a loser team that um, had some talent, but like they didn't coach their kids hard enough. They're swell guys. You know what I mean? They're sweethearts. Princeton, man, I, was a hero by the end of this season. Had some huge hits down the stretch. Had a couple big defensive plays. When there was a couple moms who were like, well, if he's not going to be here all the time, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Another mom thing, right? Have you noticed the theme here? Okay, finally, we got uh, Sebby Snack Sebastian. Um, mucho uh, emotional. But uh, a great little play. He goes to school with the boys, plays flag and basketball with them at school. You know, I can't, I can't get rid of him at school on school teams. Okay, so I invited him to baseball. And I told him, "Hey, I can kick you off this team anytime." And I'm still thinking about it. But he lived up to um, the billing. Caught a huge pop fly that was a game changer yesterday. If it drops, they score runs. The complexion of the game is different. That's the Thunder baseball team. I got all the good coaches: Dan Meyer, Doug Hillier, uh, Jamie Putes. Derek Garbin, uh, Jeremy Vincent, uh, uh, Sean Siasto, who's like, we do it together. We ride together. We die together. We're bad, bad coaches for, for life. life. And uh, I said Jeremy. And, um, you know, the moms are cool. I'm just kind of joking. Most of them are all really good uh, and cool and not, you know, don't bring the drama and all that. Um, I'm happy for our guys. Uh, on the stream, you could see this gigantic trophy that jj got all the boys got i got this cool plaque thing i would have preferred a wicked trophy but this plaque thing is pretty cool what do you think jake what do you think about the story here oh it's a great story you proud uh, of us i am very proud of you guys and congratulations to all of you you really earned it this year and i i can't wait to see what happens next year and in the years to come Thanks, for these buddy. for these guys appreciate it so what happened with the abs we missed that Oh, you did you you didn't get a chance to watch overtime? You didn't get you didn't <laughs> We get... did. We went to oh. Los Dos Patrios, where if you mention Mile High Sports, you get fifteen percent off your mint, your order. Um and it was great. Gotta barely catch like the overtime stuff. Um for it to be Kadri, it's the stuff of legend. You can't make it up. Uh there's two guys on Twitter. I, you know, I'm barely on Twitter, I'll check in. One guy was like, he's in such bad shape. Some like media guy. The Tampa Bay should just ignore him all night. He'll be a non-factor. Oh, oh okay, Mr. Smart Guy. And then someone else kind of said something similar. We'll see about that. Buddy. And what kind of tough guy is he? His teammates to believe in him. They're beautiful skaters. There was no, you can call what they called every single time. It's like a holding call in the NFL. It's like, you know, that like a line change like that. You, you know, you give me a break. I saw a score. A screenshot of a, sh a shift change earlier in the game. There was a moment where the Tampa Bay Lightning had seven on the ice during a shift change. So don't give me that crap, Cooper. It happens all the he time. Knew. That's why he walked off of his post-game press conference emotionally. He can't even talk in that press conference. No, I, I understand it, man. For one, damn, it's tough. It is really tough. You're thinking like, well, act like you've been there before. You're the two-time champs. But he knew, he knew for a matter of fact that the Lightning lost the series on that play last night. This series is over. over. And um, he knew it. I would, I don't know how I would react. I'd be super upset too. Let's wait and we'll get a thing here. But uh, that's how kind of the cookie crumbles. The Avs 
the the Colorado Avalanche showed they were worthy of hoisting the Stanley Cup last night. Yeah. The rest is just formality. They're the best team. Okay? They're the best team and they went out there and they delivered uh, you know as such. So That's it. We'll talk about all, everything that happened inside of that game on the other side. I'm happy for our guys. Uh, our Avs guys and our Thunder baseball guys. Uh, NBA draft coming up tonight. Yeah. Um, Nuggets got the 21st and the 30th overall pick. I mean, there's kind of a slim chance, maybe like a 2.8, chance. Bradley Bill or Damian Lillard becomes a Denver Nugget tonight. Oh, 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 oh. Probably not. What's the likelihood? Give me a number percent. Run, run those numbers right now. I got to do a little bit more. Uh, I would probably say like 15%. Nah, maybe like 10%. Okay. 303-831-1340 is the hotline and the text line. Give us a jingle. I mean, there's so many. It was a standing room only out, you know, out of Castle Rock last night. If you were out there, give us a jingle. Tell us what you saw. JJ uh, signing autographs at Dick's Sporting Goods this weekend, and I think they're uh, preparing to announce JJ. I don't want to say this until it's certain. Back-to-back league MVPs. Hey! Yeah! Dang. Great job, JJ. How do you feel about the whole thing? Come over here real quick. Stand here. Let's talk about it for just one second. How are you feeling about being a champion today? Good and happy. Happy? Yeah. How do you think you pitched? Good. How did your teammates, what do you think, you know, how did they come out and how they perform? Good. Okay, what do you, um, what do you think about this trophy right here? It's nice, it's big, and I like it. Okay. What do you think about uh, the coaching you got from your dad? Good. Best in the league? Yeah. Okay. Love yeah, you. right. Danny and Jake and JJ Tamale Sports. Way to read the room. A classic never dies. What an awesome night. I'm happy for it, guys, because... We were at the bottom. We started at the bottom. You know, we're like a school team with like some stragglers and a couple. You know, I shipped a couple off to piano camp. You know, we got a little better. Then I shipped a couple off to science fair. And we added a couple more. And now we're just good. We're just so good. So I'm really proud of our guys. I'm happy for our guys. And the abs, man, it's like the cadre stuff is the uh, you know you can't I, for me i can't say it enough i think it's the stuff of absolute legend he's a ledge you know um <laughs> the guy probably physically shouldn't be on the ice and been you know ruled out for the rest of the playoffs um he's a tough guy okay reputation but out you know now he's also proven he's a tough guy he ain't a fake tough guy. Go lay dirty licks on guys. He is a hell of a freaking player. Um, 
as valuable as any guy we have outside of McKinnon and McCarr. I kind of believe that about Kadrina, at least when it comes to playoff moments. I mean, you know, Miko's special. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me twisted up here. And I love, um, you know, Landeskog is a, an all-time great Av. But what Kadri's been able to do here, unreal stuff. Can't make it up. You could question the coach having him on the ice at that moment in the game, playing a whole game. Getting all kinds of work on that on that injury, um, it was spectacular. Well, you know the the first initial thought that goes through my head when you know Kadri breaks his thumb, you're like, oh, he's he's out for the rest of the season. He's not coming back for the Stanley Cup Finals, and that's a bummer. But when you hear that he got thumb surgery, literally like the day after, the morning after he broke his thumb, you're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe if the Lightning series goes a little longer, then the Lightning Rangers series goes a little longer, then he could come back. And that's just in the back of your mind. And and you have Bednar never ruling him out for the rest of the series. Comes back game four, two and a half weeks later after thumb surgery, breaking his thumb, scores the game-winning goal in overtime. That, like you said, is stuff of legend. And you couldn't have made this stuff up so it's unbelievable <laughs> what those boys did it's unbelievable what they did it's unbelievable what they did they stole base i love it so okay what's next for colorado how do they close this thing out on friday night and not have to go back to the East Coast. Well, they'll be playing on home ice, which is not, as Kadri says, garbage ice. Do you think if we, like, melt the ice and have it, like, ice Slushy. water, that they'll skate slower because of it? That was the plan, I guess. How stupid is that? And it it didn't... Which word do the Avs are just the best team? Yeah, there's nothing that can stop the Avs. Mm-hmm. And right now, when they go back to their home ice, I see McKinnon and McCarr going off. McKinnon has not scored yet in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I expect a big game from him in a closeout game. Hattie? Maybe. Dang. Should fans bring an extra hat? I don't think so. Old hat? I don't think there's going to be a Hattie. I I see maybe (laughs) two goals and an assist for McKinnon. I see McCarr having some great poke uh, defensive moments and and maybe even getting a goal himself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... I, I think just keep playing your game. And if Kemper once again stands on his head like he did yesterday, then they'll they'll hoist the cup at home Friday night. Mm. Okay. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at, like, all the guys on the ice here. And, like, you know, McKinnon is opening the door. It was nowhere near the play. There's one from one little angle here. I don't think it's not anything, but that's something you can, you know – you know, um, if that coach really felt Joe Cooper, what's his name? John Cooper. John Cooper. He really felt that strong. He would have went off and in a different fashion other than kind of melting down emotionally and walking off. So, you know, I would be super upset, too, if I knew that the Stanley Cup was just kind of ripped away from me and that it's no longer mine. 
I don't, no shame there at all. No, you know, if that's the way you feel, coach, totally all good. I ain't mad at you one bit. What else? You know, with the whole game, you know, right from start to finish. Talk about Darcy for a sec. Yeah, Darcy, he bounced back after getting the puck off his mask and, you know, his face mask falling off, giving up an easy goal after that. And, you know, right as the Avs tie it up, he gives up another quick one. He could have folded. He could have, you know, what happened in he could have done what happened in game three and just mm-hmm. let him pass him. But he really showed out. He outplayed Vasilevsky. And he was a big reason why the Az won. He, he had some saves that really galvanized the rest of the troops, really gave the rest of the team the confidence to play through him and rely know that they have him to have their backs. Well, again... This team is so t- – there's the most talented team in the NHL, okay? And I don't know everything about every team in the NHL. I don't, you know, pretend to, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. And from my hockey insiders, <laughs> I mean, just the abs, man, they're just too good to be true. They're too good. And Darcy, you know, these <laughs> – if the stand – I maybe we uh, – is maybe the standards Patrick Waugh. If the standards the greatest goaltender of all time, well then yeah, at the first sign of trouble we're gonna yeah Darcy ain't Patrick Waugh, but man I'll tell you you know even Patrick Waugh gave up playoff goals wasn't spectacular all the time, um, lost games had to come back down three games to two in order to win one of those Stanley Cups. You know, Darcy's not Patrick Waugh, but Darcy's a damn freaking good goaltender, and so is Frankie. And give it up for Joe Sackick, man. I mean, it's like you just your your franchise's greatest player is the one who built maybe now the franchise's greatest team. Oh, let's go to break on that. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Join the conversation. Uh, thanks for rolling with us at 9.29 a.m. in the Mile High City, live from the Tech Center. Danny Williams, I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Jake Myers at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. JJ's not on Twitter, I don't think. Are you on Twitter? No, he said no. All right. Um, we'll sign JJ up on Twitter on the break. It's Mile High Sports. Get out the way, get out the way. Back in on a throwback Thursday edition of the pro- of the program. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Mm, a win for the ages, you know, and one of the all-time great uh, playoff victories and kind of the history of Colorado sports. That one we'll remember forever because it'll be the one that propelled the Avs. And now... Imagine, you know, imagine the confidence gained by pulling that one off and not just 
kind of stealing one if you want to look at it like that. But the empowerment of like we're cup worthy. We're cup worthy. Okay. That's kind of what happened. That's kind of what happened uh, last night with the abs, I think. It's now it's. I think they go get seven goals, six or seven goals on on Friday night. I th- I don't know how the Lightning could emotionally bounce back from that because they know that was their chance and it was ripped from them. Uh, they were, the Avs had four shots through, you know, five, eight minutes into the second period and were getting their asses waxed, as Chuck Nasty would say. And then they just went to a different gear. And then in overtime, man, like the way they were skating and things like that in overtime was just like, you know, if you're playing a video game and like if you hold down one of the buttons, the players go fast, your player goes fast. It was like our we're holding the button down and our players are going fast and the other guys weren't. You know, it's like, you know, if you hold your button down, your players will go fast. He's like, really? Oh, okay, cool. It's a game changer. (laughs) So we got a text from our guy F. Lewis. What do he say? He says Sackick equals Jerry West player to GM. That's a very good one. I mean, you know, the Sackick and Elway stuff. To be honest, the Avalanche go and hire Joe Sackick because of the success that John Elway had with the Broncos. That's just true. It was, it was I, I, you know, that doesn't happen without, you know, John Elway showing a franchise and maybe the sports world that your greatest player can come back and run the team at a successful level, not just at a novelty kind of level, you know? Right. And give it up for the Broncos. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Joe Sack, it's been awesome. Incredible. And you know what? It took like two or three years to just barely get some traction and get going. You feel me? Uh, and you, there was a spot where a couple times you were like, I don't think Joe Sack is, gets this. Or he, it's too much work for him. A real general manager's got to grind more. Or he just, you know, he's too good of a player to um, understand role players and that kind of stuff. And, you know, how to fit them together. All bull. All nonsense. People don't even remember that. They don't even re- remember that. There was a time when people were trying to run Joe Sackick, not out of town, but just out of that role. And then before, and then with, with the general managers, uh, Jaguar, and then like uh, Sherman, remember he was the, he was more like a businessman, like a, you know, a, a, a numbers guy, not necessarily a talent evaluator. And that's all coming off Pierre Lacroix, who's like one of the greatest general managers in NHL history. So, So, okay, let's go out to the hotline and get our guy, Giannis. Hey, Giannis. What's up, dude? What's up, Giannis? Not it's much. Yo, dude, it's Milos. Yo, dudes. Milos. <laughs> Giannis is Greek, right? That's yeah, but you have to give, no, you have Milos. To give it this the hockey name, though. That's what I'm just going for. Yeah, I don't know. Giannis is, I don't think Giannis is a hockey name. I think like Pavel, Pavel. 
They're just foreign, dude. I'm yeah, Pavel. Sorry, I'm not as intelligent as you, I guess. Well, <laughs> I'm Denver Public School <laughs> educated, so. <laughs> <laughs> we both got that 3.5, but it averaged out to 1.6. <laughs> if you added the girls and some of the other stuff, I had a 4.0. Damn! Let's yeah, go. Man, I got. I graduated with a five point five. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Incher. Hey, we gotta go. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so what's up? What's up with you? But you gotta give that man some credit, right? Who, JJ or Kadri? Let's <laughs> go, <laughs> ass, dude. You called it. We're gonna hopefully it comes back to Denver now. We right? did call that over. What did I call that to a on the dot? Four yeah, three overtime winner. Oh, thank you. Something right, dude, right? No, that's kind of rude after that great call by me. <laughs> Come on, Giannis. Dude, how many years have we called the Broncos, dude, and you said they were going to lose, dude? Not at all, dude. And then you said they're going to win? And then they oh, won. You got to be real. Then you got <laughs> Jacob over here trying to be on your team over here. Ooh, oh, hey, Jake and I ride together, <laughs> and we die together. We're bad boys for life, Giannis. We'll call Cello, and he'll, he'll just start talking the truth. He'll be like, Danny did not ever do anything except go against the Broncos. That's a lie. Listen, Cello came to the game and brought his sons last night. It was pretty sweet. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was cool. I hadn't seen his, you know, his boys were little like, not just JJ, but like my little Geo when, when you know, Cello and I first started doing the show 12 years ago. Now he has a high school son and his other boys like in middle school, and they're, you know, they're big beefcake dudes who play baseball and all that. But JJ, or uh, Cello came and, you know, hung out. With uh, Manuel Sanders, all the great ones together. I was going to try to get down there just to, to go get a, help my brother-in-law get a piano. So. Oh, dude, that would have been sweet. I kind of, you know, it's like you don't want to tell everybody to come on the radio and all that, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. but, I mean, I you know. Oh, well, maybe the, when are you going to have them for the, for the next game? Or oh, what? no, we're planning. Yeah, we're planning on winning World Series every year, so don't worry. World Series? What the heck are you talking about, dude? Are you talking about the Avs? Yeah, you said World Series, dude. Yeah, I'm talking about J.J., Youth baseball. Oh, oh you're. <laughs> <laughs> you got like seventeen conversations going on. I know, dude. I know. We're everywhere today. All right. Well, Avalanche rule. Everyone else sucks, or what? No, nah, it's always Broncos where everybody else sucks, brother. But go ass. Let's go. Thanks. Later. <laughs> He's funny. Giannis. Giannis. It's a hockey name. He's either Toby, Giannis, Danny, Danny. Uh, who else? Um, Blake. I don't know. Yeah, I called in him Blake one time. Uh, that's when he's like, "Dudes, that's funny." Okay. Uh, NBA draft tonight. I mean, have you heard my Kamara stuff? Do I gotta find a player here for the Avalanche or for the Nuggets to draft? We've heard my. Uh, Javante Williams stuff. I mean, that's the stuff of absolute legend, right? Is that an accident, or am I the stuff of legend? Uh, it's the stuff of folk heroes. Okay. I'll take it. So, Jake, we got the, uh, till 11 o'clock to figure out a guy who the Nuggets are going to draft at 21 or 30. And we'll do it. Smiley Sports. Back in Throwback Thursday edition of the program. Thanks for being with us. Lots of options out there, but they're mid. Bland. 
Maybe Orlando Franklin will fix it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm just joking. Well, anyways. NBA draft tonight. It feels like... It feels like Auburn's Jabari Smith Jr. is going to go to the Magic at number one. Okay? A good player. Um, talented, big, tough, you know, looks like he's ready to play in the NBA. I like Bruce Pearl quite a bit, and Auburn was really good last year. You know, is he going to be a great player? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren, that tall, skinny I mean, again, this, he's like the skinniest dude I've ever seen who will go be a lottery pick in the NBA history. I mean, truly. But he's getting comps to Kevin Durant for the scoring ability, the things that he can do. Um, he's a really good player. He's really crafty, and he was really good at Gonzaga. Bust. I don't know if he's going to be a star. In the, he's going to be a bust. Yeah, they're I'm built different. Right really? They're built different bust. these days. Chet. Holmgren is going to be a bust. Well, uh, looks like he's going to go to the Thunder at two. And then um, uh, Bacero, Banchero, he's the Duke kid, Banchero, uh, to the Rockets at three. And then that's kind of like how it works. You get the three or four first guys everyone kind of sees coming and knows that are coming. And then you know, four or five. Then it gets wild after that. Four and five are a little uh, predictable as well. It's going to be Keegan Murray and Jaden Ivey, either or at four and five. I can see Jaden Ivey going to Sacramento. Um, or, you know, I can see Keegan Murray, actually, because he's more of a, a bigger guy, and they already have, you know, some nice solid guards up there. So I think Keegan Murray to Sacramento and Jaden Ivey to Detroit. Okay. Um, Smith, the Jabari Smith Jr., the Auburn kid, he's 19, averaged 17 and 7 in his, you know, lone season at Auburn, shot uh, 43% from the field, 42 from three. But against top 25 teams, Jake, he averaged 21 points and over six boards. So, you know, he's a gamer. He gets up for the big game. He does. And he looks like a ball player. He's the best player in this year's draft. He's going to be a unanimous number well, one. Well, no one had ever heard of Luka Doncic until he was drafted, and Trey Young looked like he would be undersized and not, you know, transition and translate to be a great NBA player. I kind of thought that he was just too kind of small, too slow to, you know, what he did at Oklahoma, where you couldn't really um, carry that into the NBA. But you know, I was wrong. And he's a star. Trey Young's a star. He's not a superstar like Luka, but he's a star. Um. There'll be some star players who come out of this draft. There'll be a pro, like a superstar or two who are going to come out of this draft. And as of right now, we, we never heard of him. We've never heard of the guy. So I'm not saying, you know, go do your homework or let's, you know, let's spend your day on the NBA draft. But it's interesting. There'll be some guys who I wonder if you could package 21 and 30 and get up to 14, 15, 13. I bet you could. That's on the table now for the Nuggets. Two first round picks. Okay, two first-round picks could equal that player, man. Again, this is, do you think right now, and you may not like it or want it, that the Nuggets have been talking to Portland about some kind of draft day trade that would send two first-round picks, a couple players, and 
Uh, maybe you have to get another team involved to send Damian Lillard to the Nuggets. Do you believe there has been any discussion there between those teams? Yes or no? I I don't think so. Why? Why would you say that? Because I, at least a conversation. Uh, maybe maybe a conversation. You know, maybe a phone call. It's but. about not having to mortgage the future. That's where. The 76ers and some of these other teams, like the Nets, while you're just trying to go grab it and chase it, that's where it gets a little dicey and dangerous because if you don't win, well, then you maybe blew a chance at winning in a little bit more time, you know, Uh, as you're trying to, again, put it in the microwave instead of cook it in the oven. So I would say absolutely. Again, Monte Morris is going to be here in studio like in an hour. But Monte Morris, two first-round picks. Um, Michael Porter Potty Jr., you know, to Portland. I don't want to get rid of Monte Morris at all. I think he's a perfect fit. I think you could, he could start. I think come off the bench and be great. People don't realize what a great three-point shooter Monte Morris is. And I don't just mean the ability to knock him down, but like, the you know, the shot selection. He doesn't take bad shots. He's a finisher. He You know, he's a really good player. He's a really good player, and that's why he's getting a lot of talk right now from teams who want a piece of that. So, yeah. I can see it. I can see that the Nuggets making that conversation, you know, initial, initia, initiating that, uh, you know, in, initial trade talk. and Two firsts, Monte and Michael Porter Jr. You, you know, Bones Highland is your, you know, your backup guard or your, you know, kind of your quasi-sometimes starting point guard. And... Damian Lillard's the centerpiece. Jokic is the centerpiece. Well, I mean... Of your backcourt. Of your backcourt, correct. And Jamal Murray becomes uh, poor man's Devin Booker. Poor man's? Uh, Regular man's. I think it could be be Devin Booker and maybe even better than Devin. Uh, Devin Booker light. Devin Booker is like an all-star player. He's an all-star player. He's good. You know, if he's at, if Jamal Murray gets to Devin Booker level and goes to three or four or five All Star games, then this team is competing for a championship. We're, you know, that's the next, you know, that's another gear. That's the next level for for him. I mean, if you if you put Dame on this team, that that gives Jamal Murray to have freedom to be a spot up jump shooter and you know and, and get some isolation opportunities, and he's still going to be able to take the ball up and and do his classic pick and roll with Nikola Jokic. It's just. You know, when you have a guy like Dame, he's a game changer. He's, he can he can hit from almost anywhere on the court. And that's something the Nuggets have been missing is, is a ice-cold, you know, three ice-in-your-veins, three-point shooter who who's going to, you know, just finish him. That's something they've been missing. But it's the – it takes superstars to win NBA championships, Jake. Damian Lillard is not a bad guy. He's had a franchise he's carried. We don't quite know who and what kind of player he is when he's playing with other all-star caliber talent. That's just true. These are all facts, okay? Um, Does he become a better player? Does he become a different player? Does he become um, the production goes mildly down, but the impact is the same? And you add that kind of impact to a team that's this kind of close. Not this close. Not like an inch close, but like a a foot close, you know? Right. I, You he, might think he's 
washed. Yeah. But if you could obtain him without mortgaging the future, which is really Jamal Murray and and Nikola Jokic, because anything after those guys, it's like um I'll put Aaron Gordon in that mix. Okay. I kind of always forget about Aaron Gordon a little bit, and that's not a bad thing because you know he's he's quiet confidence. But, you know, Aaron Gordon could be a, a, a trade piece. He only makes like 20 mil a year. He's only on a contract for a few more years. He does everything. He can go any to any team and be effective. Any team to be and be effective. So, um, again, what am I getting back? Would you trade? Uh, Jeremy Grant just got traded. To Portland. To Portland. Would you trade Jeremy Grant for Aaron Gordon? Straight up? Yeah. I don't know that I would. I think I'd keep Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon gives you more defensively. And you have he, to have a guy. He's Aaron more emphatic, Gordon. but Jeremy Grant, he's also a great defender, and he's a great scoring threat. He can hit from three. Jeremy Grant is probably a little better than Aaron Gordon. I might make that trade. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a good one. I'd make that trade. That's a really good one. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Aaron Gordon's not going anywhere. I like the Nuggets talk. Let's go to break and come back. We'll do a little bit more of it because, you know, it's like the – this is one of those moments, one of those days, like in the Nuggets franchise's history where all it takes is the right phone call, the right moment, um, the right um, getting another general manager who you tell him what he wants to hear and he thinks it's for the you know betterment of his franchise to make an incredible deal that could propel the Nuggets forward to winning a championship. Like, today's one of those days where something like that could happen. It could happen any day. But today draft is a day, day, draft day, where you know the assets are forced to come to you know realization, or things may have uh, played out not the way you wanted in the draft. There's a lot, of, therefore, guys become expendable. Your game plan changes. I hope the Nuggets and Calvin Booth are ready for this kind of stuff because Tim Connolly was always pretty good when it came to the draft. Not big draft day trade moves for for all star players, but maneuvering in order to find you know guys to help this team, which he was good at. So we got a text. This is from NDC Danny. He says, congratulations, Post Malone. World Series champs. Danny is the one coach I don't want fired yet. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Smiley Sports. Don't try.